Well, welcome back to Boss Lady Alliance. Um, thanks for joining us on our brief uh, synopsis and kind of reconnecting to community and our conversation with community in episode two. You can find us on YouTube, Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts. Yes. And Spotify. Yes. Oh my gosh. And RSS, Amazon, um, actually most of your favorite podcast servers now. Yep. Over a thousand views. Oh my gosh. Yes. So clearly boss lady alliance is the thing and we're really excited that people are uh connecting to what our conversations are about we always um always orchestrate ourselves with not only having a good conversation with each other but also with you in mind and um yeah, it's been really wonderful. So this is a brief of our episode two. So it's episode 2.5. And um, we're talking about community um, amongst other things. Who knows what might end up at the end of this um, episode. But um, we always start with our intention of, of kind of wrapping up um, a conversation, our conversation before. So Anyways, it's a real um, great honor and joy to have this conversation with you, Muna, and to meet up and, and all the things that we put into this. I just appreciate you and all your creativity. And um, this is your definite like creative brainchild. It's so amazing that it's just like, you know, just to watch you do your amazing work. So I'm, I'm really grateful for you and to be in this project with you. Well, as always, you're immensely sweet and wonderful. Thank you, Christy, but um, would not be here without you. So, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, go. Okay, so I'm, just to give you an intro, I'm Christy Silva. I'm a leadership coach, and I help um, businesses and leaders transform their company cultures from a product-centered culture to a more human-centered culture. Um, that includes um, being an analyst and a mentor and a, um, a coach and a consultant and all those things. And it's uh, my great joy to help um, businesses and leaders um, making that, that shift for from a more um, tangible to the intangible, which is the human experience, so. I am Muna Silva and I'm a people leader at a Fortune 500 company. And I like, enjoy designing the process for the human interaction mm -hmm. to ensure both the safety, the compliance, and just the intent behind the person is met in the process. 
what a beautiful thing that you do, like having safety at the forefront of your mind and the human experience. And you get to create this, um, you, you get to engineer um, safety for people. And I just, I think that's so rad. And, and it's a very much, again, I just keep getting blown away that we have two totally different but very similar career paths. And um, I just love that we get to um, connect those two in our conversations. So how do you define community? Yeah, I think in episode two, we talked a lot about how we define community. And I think I kind of threw out a lot of things, but um, I think if I were to summarize it, it is a shared um, sense of place and belonging. And when I mean place, it could be physical, it could be spiritual, it could be whatever that place is, it's a landing spot. So, you know, I think when people talk about community, they talk a lot about shared values and shared purpose and a shared vision. Um, and, um, and even really um, a shared physical space, right? Um, and so um, a shared space, um, a place, a, a landing space for um for myself and others um that allows belonging to exist how about you yeah just a place with again with a shared vision and where it takes your efforts and the efforts of others to generate some output you know whatever that is um, but it's definitely, it's a give and take, it's a um, shared reliance, and, um, you know, as I've been thinking about some, you know, our discussion and, and where we landed, um, it really kind of gelled for me that um, it's not, you know, friendship, it's not, it's not just being in the same space. It's not just, you know, working together. It is, um, it's a step deeper than that. Mm -hmm. It is the actual effort, the output that you provide to others that is, that really hones in that sense of community that tells you that you have a purpose and what you do matters and that can be big that can be small you know that's not the point the point is that it's it's real it's in the output and that that output relied on others for you to generate it it's creating service through reliance yeah that's beautiful how do you define reliance? Potentially as simple as, I mean, it's just, it's needing each other. You cannot do anything 
alone as much and I am the most <laughs> strong-headed independent person um, willfully so to my own detriment but the reality is even when I'm willfully think I'm doing things on my own I am immensely reliant on someone else in some way and um, you know just recognizing that you know it takes a village <laughs> great cliche right uh, and it takes it takes each other you know it just really does and and that is what generates it and that's something we've you know become disassociated with as the world has evolved so greatly you know um I don't make the butter anymore and you get the water and she grabs the firewood. Yeah. Um, and so we, we forget just how reliant we still are and it's still critical. And that's good because doesn't it give us a great sense of purpose to be relied on? Mm -hmm. Isn't that why we have a better sense of community at home and it's easier with our family and our friends and at work because it's more clear what service you are providing and what you are doing for others. Yeah, you, you talked a bit about um, it not being friendship, it being deeper than that. Tell me more about that. I'm, I'm really curious where that came from and, and what if you don't mind expanding on that. So I was thinking back through past, you know, mostly work experiences and which teams and which, you know, positions and where I was when I had the greatest sense of, you know, community and belonging and, and um, you know, some of the things that drove that. And I noticed that, you know, when we had those those teams that just worked and worked extremely hard for each other. I mean, some of my places, I mean, we're talking, you know, 80, 90 hour work weeks and just around the clock, you know, physically, mentally, crazy um, expectations and, and need just to meet baseline for because they're short staffed or whatever was going on and what what was it that made us all step up because it wasn't just the paycheck right there was something else there that did that caused us to be you know drove us to be willing to to work that hard and pour that much of ourselves into to work and into that community and it was purely each other. We weren't doing it for the job. We were doing it for each other. We were doing it to make that other person role survivable. And we were willing to take extra time or come in on days off or do extra work. Um, and it wasn't because we were friends. We didn't have time to be friends. We didn't have time to hang out outside of work. It was um, because they, we knew they needed us. They could not do it without, we couldn't do it alone. We had to be there. It took all of us. And so we were willing to step up without being asked or without being badgered. It just happened. Um, you know, 
you shouldn't have to work that hard and it shouldn't have to be that traumatic, but right. But that was, it was so clear that we needed each other. So, so we made it happen. And, you know, we had one goal, which was, you know, to, to meet our goals, which were very cut and dry, very black and white, you know? Um, and so it was a very singular focus. Mm. And I, do not condone, you know, stressing and people's, you know, safety and reliance, you know, and pushing people to to that extreme to build our teams on a daily level. No, um, you know, we, we should be able to generate that sensation short of, you know, health, safety, sanity, <laughs> with still sleeping, et cetera. So nobody take, my, take this to the extreme, right? But um, you can still, you know, if you recognize those two things, I think you can still build that in a less extreme manner um, and, and gel that sense of community and teamwork. And again, it doesn't have to be like, you don't always, unfortunately, you know, like the people you have to work with, um, but do you respect them and do they respect you? Mm. That is more important, at least to me, than being liked. People who know me won't be surprised by that, but. It is a good quality to have for sure. It's interesting. I was listening to you talk about that experience with your team and how you really needed each other and, and had that sense of trust and, um, and, and uh, deep offering and connection, right? Like offering your time, offering, you know, to make someone else's job easier, to, you know, just very selfless. And and I'm I'm curious, you know, creating community, whether it be on a personal realm or a professional realm. Um, I'm curious how. Um, the element of being required or being um, expected to provide um, within a community really um, takes the magic out of that experience that you had. You know, it sounds like you guys were all there not because you had to be, but because you needed each other. It was a very free and um, it was freely given. And because it was freely given, it was freely given back. There was this even exchange. Yet, I think sometimes when we feel or experience um, community where there's requirements, um, it, it takes the magic out of it a little bit. And um, I'm not even sure that I would define that as a community at that point, right? Like it becomes something different. Like there has to be this freely given, um, the, the reliance needs to be very um, autonomous and, and altruistic. I think that's why you can't force it. It really has to be of self. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean it has to be, again, extreme. Um, 
it can be very simple, very little, very just knowing that if I am out for a couple days, someone will at least pick up the baseline ball and carry it. And likewise, when they're out, I can pick up that baseline and carry it mm -hmm. um, versus it just, you know, everything just sitting and waiting on the individual. Uh, I think just little steps like that go a long way. Yeah, I think a core part of that is um, that people, the, the type of community that's built is really based off of those who build it and, and selflessness or um, uh, it, I think, is, is a huge element in the health of that community or even group or team, right? Like, um, interesting. Because yeah, that community does really affect us. And connection and really um, social connection is extremely important. In, in sort of preparation for this, um, I looked up some, some data around community and what it does to our body and, and really to our mental health or well-being. Um, and I would say in this context, mental health and well-being are very, very, very similar or the same. Um, whatever mental health is defined by, by you or the listeners, um, I think that wouldn't affect the context that we're talking about within community. Um, and I'm just going to read a couple things, um, you know, and of course I love um, the U.S. Surgeon General, and I actually met someone when I was um, up north, I went on a trip up north, and I met someone who um, interned at the, um, at the office and almost got to meet the Surgeon General, and I was like, wow, that is, can I just touch you, please? Thank yeah, you. I was going to say, I can <laughs> see you going full groupie on that. Yeah, I would really had to sort of just you know, and he's like a young kid and I, I didn't want to get all fangirl. So, you know, I was just like, oh, that is so interesting. You know, I, I played it cool, but, but here I can just be like, I was like, tell me everything. Um, you know, what did the office look like? What was the environment like? You know, what was the culture like? You know, how did they, you know, how did everyone treat you? You know, you're an intern, right? Like it's a, it's a temporary summer job. And what was your project? And, you know, so I was trying not to fangirl, but I don't know how I came across. Anyway, um, so, so in that report, um, it, it's written poor social relationships, social isolation and loneliness can increase your risk of heart disease by 29% and risk of stroke by 32%. So like, Heart-related issues are so interesting, right? Because you think about the body and the mind connection, and and um, dare I go uh, as far out to say spirit as well, right? Like it it the heart is um, you know we it is one of the number one diseases that that people struggle with, and and so when you and I so I started looking up um, other things that. Um, are elevated by, um, you know, 
these, um, you know, social connectedness, which is essentially, they use the word social connectedness, but it, but it is really cultivating community. Community is a space within social connectedness exists, right? And so they talk about how, and what that means. And I, and I think it'd be good to kind of talk a little bit about what, how they define true social connectedness, because I think it's very interesting um, to talk about, especially after talking about um, cultivating the need um, and the altruistic desire to be helpful rather than being required, right? And so what might separate that? Um, but but it, it changes, um, it, it prevents heart disease, stroke, dementia, and depression and anxiety. And depression and anxiety alone can affect the body in so many ways, gut health, um, cardiovascular health, um, 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 brain health, all of those things, you know, dementia, things like that. So it's interesting that, um, and it says that when you are socially connected with others, um, it reduces your, um, it improves your sleep, your quality of your life, your, you become more physically active, like you actually move more. Mm -hmm. and um and you have an ability to recover from stress like we all have stress but the ability to recover to to move through to flow to like yeah to to keep an even keel right like um is is so much more in, in you know heightened and um and it's interesting because um, because there, there are so many current social elements that thwart community and really the spirit of community, that spirit of, of, um, um, offering help, um, and receiving help for free, you know, out of, out of selflessness. And um, and it, it so another thing that I looked up and I'm I'm reading and being nerdy but I think this is important information is that um, the National Library of Medicine so I was interested in what they thought about community and it was kind of the basic community definition right but they they did note this and I think it's really important to say and I would like to just talk a little bit about what 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 areas of conflict do we experience within community? And we can talk about that maybe within social and then also in at work because, um, you know, work really becomes our largest source of community on a day-to-day -day basis. So anyways, um, it says the participants differed in the emphasis they placed on particular elements of the definition, right? So definition meaning belonging, being cared for, valued, um, um, uh, a shared purpose, a shared vision, you know, all of those things. So they're, ex you know, the participants um, placed different elements on the definition. One of those things was more important than the other. Community was defined similarly, but experienced differently by people with diverse backgrounds. And which then really got me interested in the CDC's definition or or sort of um, 
elements of social connectedness. And one of them is um, variety and types of relationships that you have. The more variety of relationships you have, the more connectedness you feel. How interesting is that? And um, sense of support, not only from your family, but from, from multiple sources of places. So I remember in preparation, we were talking about like, how do we take this concept of community and really put it in the hands of our listeners? And you mentioned something really um, important is that how do we pull that into our day to day? Like you said, like, um, and I'm sorry if I'm quoting you inappropriately, but but you're like, I can't like have a one day of community on Saturday and be good for the rest of the week, right? Community needs, there needs to be a sense of community like um, throughout um, the week, throughout the day, throughout the year. Um, and, 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 and it's true. If, if you really want to cultivate true sense of social connectedness, there has to be diversity. There has to be um, different relationships and, and many different relationships, right? In order to feel um, truly loved, true belonging, and, and then true helpfulness, all coming from a very selfless and maybe even selfish place, right? Like um, selfishness may play a part in that, um, which is, I think helpful, right? Like we are selfish maybe for a reason and maybe it is for that reason only, you know, like to really drive ourselves to have a variety of different relationships. And so um, with that said, like how does one really get an understanding of what balance means for them, right? Like I'm sure my balance looks different than your balance. And, and our balance levels change, our, how we define what feels balanced is changes throughout our life, you know? I, I can't work till one o'clock in the morning anymore. Like, I can't do that. Like, it's, I, it takes me out for a whole week, you know? Or, you know, there's things, like yesterday, I was just disheveled from just, you know, being gone for a few days and I and I finally kind of like oh I'm home now after a couple of days and then I'm like oh my god everything's off you know and so I kind of freaked out and 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 was misaligned and not balanced so so I guess it's not really important about what balance looks like for me or what balance looks like for you but how do you name it how do you come to that conclusion of yes this is balance for me Ooh. So stepping back just a, a hair, mm. I think it is unfortunate and not what any of us wanted to hear. I certainly, as I wrote it, I was just like, oh, this is unfortunate. This is so much harder that, you know, um, we can't just fill all our, our sense of community and, you know, get all that belonging at home and expect it to carry us through the work week or throughout all our other activities that each, each activity, each role we have in our lives, um, home, work, play, 
has its own bucket. And, and I, I know buckets kind of become like a jargon, so I, I hate it, but I'm going to use it because it, it's a good visual and it's going to work without getting, without me complicating it just to avoid a bucket. <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to get the same. We don't need the same, you know, amount of community from all our activities. Mm-hmm. We just need to address and look at what you know, how much we need in each role, you know, in home, we're going to need a bigger bucket. We need more sense of community with our family than we do, you know, at a, you know, once monthly PTA meeting, you know, that's, we don't need as much satisfaction and, and, and worth from that. Um, so step back and just address, as you know, try and assess what you really need and where, accurately see where you're where you're struggling you know and we spread ourselves so thin Mm. in this life and you know we let so many things become um, a rival priority and you know belonging should not be one of those things that's that we're fighting for in numerous facets. So if you step back and you see that, that, you know, you have a misaligned sense in a number of places, you know, assess those activities. Is that really where you need to be? Um, Because it is critical. It's critical to our health. It's critical critical to our well-being. It's core and fundamental to who we are, this sense of belonging. It is right up there with food, water, and safety, this need that we feel to be a part of, to be needed, and to need. So focus on the biggest, the areas where you need it the most. You know, weed out and and get those in balance, fill those buckets, figure out what you need, and again, assess routinely you know, we go through different phases of our life. Those things change. And then, you know, add in other activities and concentrate on, on the smaller things, you know, the, the soccer club or the dive club or, you know, whatever else it is that is secondary. But I mean, we have no choice but to prioritize in this world. There's too much going on, mm. you know. And when you're feeling or not feeling, just, you know, allow yourself to stop and assess, just the hardest thing. But I loved what you said about being selfish. I mean, it's not selfish to self-protect and self-heal and self-communicate and self-build and self-belong, um, you know, we, we feel like it is sometimes, but, you know, you still need to do that. Yeah, I feel like really understanding community starts with the internal work here, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. In order to have the awareness to recognize when... Um, something's not right and then really to have the courage to change it sometimes it's going to be 
it's going to lead you to that leap or that choice to move on or to, to give up something or to change drastically. Not always, but you know, sometimes you might find that's that's exactly where where you started going astray. It's interesting. I used to think that I never had enough time for those types of things. I'm not sure if it was out of desperation or really out of curiosity. Um, I began to make the time. I began to um, get up a little bit earlier um, or engage with something during the work week. Um giving myself permission to leave if I felt like I needed to get home or to do something else. And um, lo and behold, I had the time. It was my perception all along that had held me back from really participating in some really um, life-giving and life-receiving nourishing moments of community that um, has really elevated my experience as a human, as a worker, and as, um, you know, and, and really been able to put myself in a position to be helpful to others as well. I have time. There's plenty of time uh, to do those things. It was just my perception of of that and and uh, I feel like a lot of people experience that that same uh, that perception of blockage that that you know time is something that is so overwhelming and and we have to fill it up with all these things and really if you just stop and take care of yourself first all of a sudden I'm so much more efficient uh, in the long run you know. If I stop and help someone else, all of a sudden I'm I'm so much more focused throughout the rest of the day. I don't understand what happens, but it is very true. Well, I just think of the little things when we're walking through the halls or down the street. You know, when that person takes the minimal effort to give a smile or just make eye contact, how much that changes you mm. versus just when they don't. And it's this the simplest thing in the world. It makes such a difference. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Walking down the street, rushing to a meeting, seeing a piece of trash on the ground not picking it up because I don't have time. I've gone back and picked up that trash and guaranteed um, I was much more present in the moment because I had done that. Yeah. Hmm. I think those acts uh, ground us and bring us back into ourselves where, you know, we have so much external and, and it just 
you know, solidifies you in your space at that moment. And it, it really is. They're simple things, but they heighten you, like you said, and bring you back into that place. Um, you know, it's like they're doing all these, you know, studies and, you know, there's all these reports about, and I, and I don't have one pulled up, but, um, you know, when we, now we have phones and cameras and recording devices and all these instruments at our disposal to remember. Mm. And we use them to the detriment of the moment where we don't remember the concert or the meeting or, you know, what was going on when we took the picture. We only remember the picture because it takes us outside of that. Um, and it's really easy to lose so much with so little. And, and it's mm. an easy correction once you see it. It's really easy to lose so much with so little. Wow. And I think ultimately in, in so many ways, you know, where we get our sense of community is, is from our recognizing our place in it. And that's different than the latter or success or, you know, being the boss. It's not about control. It's not about glamour. It's just about being, having a place, filling a need, wherever that is and whatever that is. That's what makes us belong. One question did come through uh, specifically to you. So, how do you find harmony in community that is disjointed um, and the values and visions isn't matching? Mm. I am sure that we all have, and I know I have for myself, um, experienced um, community that... Um, especially if you've been a part of a community for a long period of time, right? And um, it has its bumps in the road. And I think people um, or groups of people tend to lose their um, their vision or their shared purpose, what, what brought them together in that space, whether it be digital or physical or... Um, and you know we talked a lot about selflessness and how we show up in those communities and um, that in itself is very difficult to do or even having the courage um, to be um, to ask for help in those spaces as well, right? And to show up and need help and not ask for it, right? That 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 the I think those are some elements that could create a lack of vision because 
people aren't in harmony with with whatever it is the shared vision that you have you know there's this disharmony um and i think the one of the biggest things that the biggest disruptors of harmony is in my opinion um judgment uh judgment really um is one of those magic takers it's it's you know like kind of like we talked about um the the element of expectation or the element of required um behavior within a community um that that's a result of judgment this is good this is bad and um yeah i think judgment is is um one of the worst qualities that humans have i think <laughs> And, and, and to me, the opposite of that is, is humility. You know, I define humility as the absence of judgment. Now that doesn't mean that there isn't discernment. And, you know, I had a friend describe discernment the other day as sort of like um, a nice way of saying judgment, but, but I think discernment there, ha it has its place. Um, it's not dressed up that judgment, but but harmony is really um, acceptance and an understanding of what is. And in that space of harmony, say if I'm in conflict with someone or a group of people and I show up um, without judgment, you know, I can and have and single-handedly changed the working environment within that group of people. Harmony is such a powerful, safe place to allow people to see um, and change uh, respectfully their perception and approach um, within a community. Um, Humility is um, very much a lifelong skill, I think, that we're all working on. But in the spirit of humility, um, I think showing up without judgment. You know, there's the St. Francis prayer. Have you heard of that? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and the thing, the, the, spirit of the St. Francis prayer is um, to give rather than to receive. And so um, if I need harmony, I need, I give harmony. And, and the way I give harmony is through um, the spirit of humility. Um, yeah. That's how I, that is a guaranteed way to disrupt um, a disjointed uh, community team culture is showing up with humility. Um, I've never not had that uh, 
work for the greater good? How would you answer that? Um, I don't think I would step on your answer at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. And we need, um, the world needs to hear that. It's mm. so much truth and it's such a, you know, the greatest truths are simple. Mm. And that is, you know, a very simple, clear truth. Can't argue with it. Mm -mm. that balance is hard and you don't um you know it doesn't cost you your humility by by any stretch mm -hmm. i do think our sense of belonging and community is ultimately equal to our sense of self-worth in those communities and when we recognize our worth and our value, we get that sense of belonging that we require. Mm. I think we should, you know, be worth something with humility. But it's recognizing that value that you bring to the world and everything around you. Find that and you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tall order. <laughs> that is a tall order. Yeah. Yeah. But it always starts here. Starts with self. So should we end this do we complete community 2.5 I think we did for today yes yeah I'm excited to talk about what we're talking about next which is feels timely very timely yep yeah so next up, if you feel inclined to add comments or thoughts, or if there's anything particular or specific you'd like to hear or weigh in on even before our next discussion, mm. um, please, please comment. And we're available everywhere. Uh, but we're going to talk about staying grounded and, you know, just how to help control our lives. Uh, we all need it and they just keep getting more and more hectic, don't they? So I'm excited for that conversation. It'll be nice to spend some time focusing on what groundedness is and how that affects my life and how I observe it to affect others and all those things. Um, I do want to note that in our show notes, um, I'm going to include some um, resources and opportunities to create or cultivate community within your 
town or on a digital format. Um, there's so many different ways to show up and help um, to show up in um, the spirit of humility and um, offer yourself a, uh, a landing space to be selfless and really cultivate um, a healthier lifestyle for yourself and mindset. So I will have those included in the show notes and with links. So feel free to take a look at that and highly suggest subscribing on our YouTube channel. So then you get notified. There's a little bell that you press. So you get a little bell. when there's a new boss lady Alliance conversation coming through and, um, and yeah, definitely want to, I love that we announce our next um, conversation because I think it is really important to allow other people to um, to weigh in and to to potentially direct the conversation and, and offer some feedback or focus for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for uh, joining our community and helping us fill our buckets. Um, we do want it to be a uh, give and take. So thank you so much for for uh, joining in and sharing. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Till next time. <laughs>